Podcast. I'm Asia. And I'm Jaina. And we're the, the Snickerdoodle Snyders. <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about the Second Amendment. The right to bear arms. And that's one period. Anyways, so like Jaina said, the Second Amendment provides U.S. citizens the right to bear arms. It was ratified in December of 1971. By uh, Mr. James Madison, who originally proposed it shortly after the Constitution was officially ratified. So he was a little late to the party. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) It was a way to provide more power to state militias, which today are considered the National Guard. And a little fun fact... Please don't quote me on this. Sorry for wrong. Snyder's probably going to pause it and be like, uh, actually, actually, it's not right. Anyways, uh, I found on a website, it said the amendment was originally created to give citizens the opportunity to fight back against a tyrannical federal government. I think that's crazy. I think it's why. I think it's a good idea at the, at the time, you know, like. I think it's a good idea now. We needed it. <laughs> we, like needed it. I, mm, we needed it. At this time, at this point in history, I don't think we really needed it. But We needed it. It's fine. He, he did what he did. <laughs> he did what he did. James he, Madison's always doing something. He did what he did and he did it with confidence. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, so, we have a couple of interviews in this podcast. It's time to We're switching it special, up. Special guest. Special guest. Our first special guest will be... JJ. Tensions 09. After these short messages, <laughs> we will be right back with an interview with Tensions 09. I'm excited. Period. Um, so, a short message before the short messages. I said 1971. I meant to say 1791. It was ratified. I'm dislessing. In in December of 1791. Not 1791. Not 1971. I was thinking about it and I was like, that doesn't seem like too long ago. We apologize. We are so sorry. So. That's it. Now to the short message. Now to the short messages. Yeah, no recording. Okay, we have four questions for you about gun control, Jensen. Okay. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Do you think background checks for people wanting to buy weapons should be expanded to gun shows and interest sales? And should those background checks contain a mental health check? Yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And why? Uh, no. <laughs> No, I know. I, I was like, I was listening. I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes. Wait. Um, I do. Uh, I can understand people's concern on that. But if you're going to be choosing to own a weapon, um, then you should also be open to the idea of the fact that it needs to be regulated in some capacity. Um, I know the argument behind the Second Amendment is like, oh, it doesn't say that or whatever. But also, we're not in the 1800s, 1700s anymore. <laughs> so, like, mm-hmm. weapons are different now. Um, gun shows legitimately terrify me because of how many people can just walk out with a weapon mm-hmm. with like no, no, questions, no asked. questions asked, no regard of anything, um, just done. Like if you're going to have a weapon, just like we license cars, license. 
it makes sense to me that it should be licensed and it should be regulated. And particularly mental health, a lot of school shootings, I, I think of school shootings mainly because I'm a teacher, but like mass shootings, mental health is a component of that. It's not a definitive factor of it, but it is a component. Whereas this, as if we could actually look at mental health and look at uh, like arrest records, things like that, we can prevent, hopefully, prevent or at least track more regularly regulatedly (laughs) Um, (laughs) what's happening um, and who is owning weapons and why are they using them and all of that too Mm -hmm. not even just on a mass shooting scale also like domestic violence Mm -hmm. so do you know what the political spectrum is Yes. Okay. <laughs> just, just making, making sure. sure. Just making sure. <laughs> when it comes to our Second Amendment and our and gun control, where would you put yourself on that political spectrum? Definitely liberal. Okay. Just extremely liberal, or just mm, I'm scattered. I would say. I mean, I think overall, I lean liberal. Facebook thinks I'm moderate, mm-hmm. so I'm probably liberally moderate, if you will. <laughs> Um, but I would say like in terms of gun control, I match very closely with like what our democratic candidates are speaking on with regulation, with background checks, with mm-hmm. all of that. Um, I definitely believe in okay. that. All right. Okay. What level of restrictions do you think are necessary when purchasing and carrying weapons? Any certain weapons that you feel should be restricted or banned? I don't think we need we don't have a need for semi-automatic weapons Um, that's true (laughs) i don't see a reason for them there's like the argument of like hunting that that makes absolutely zero sense Mm -hmm. in my brain um but i think like semi-automatic weapons i don't understand or process why we're allowing civilians Mm -hmm. to carry Mm -hmm. okay all right. So you know what uh, stand your ground is? Yes. Okay. Um, do you? Uh, how do you feel about that in general? About how we, how Indiana is a stand your ground state? Swear standard and great. Is that same or different than the Castle Doctrine? It's basically saying that if you feel threatened, you are able to shoot shoot somebody if you need to, without like, if you feel like you're threatened. Yeah. I think I'm. I, I in flat out practice and my brain I'm like yeah that makes sense like mm-hmm. if you're threatened mm-hmm. then like mm-hmm. you know you do what you can to protect it. yourself the issue is in practice mm-hmm. how do you justify what is threatened and what is not because there's a lot of racial biases that yes. go into that like um, and so it's hard because on one hand I want to say absolutely like you should be able to protect yourself and whatever that is on the other hand mm-hmm. how do you justify how do you determine what is truly threatened and yeah. what is I don't want to call it an overreaction, but maybe a not fully thought through process. Yeah, because I feel like people would kind of abuse that power. They don't kind of, they do. Some people abuse that power. Yeah. So just trying to find the line. So yeah, I'm very, I'm very torn on that. Mm-hmm. Um, where I'm like, absolutely, like that makes sense in my brain to be able to protect mm-hmm. yourself. But also, how does it, how is it decipher? How do you balance? that um because in like a couple of cases that i've read where like someone's sitting in a car Mm -hmm. and they get shot like what what threat (laughs) is there yeah what is that like if someone's actively breaking into your home that makes sense in my brain Mm -hmm. um but i think it's 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 difficult because on one hand i want to be like no absolutely not like no but 
in yeah. theory, I'm like, yeah, yeah like... stop acting up, maybe, just maybe, I know. we could. Yeah. That's, that's something my dad and I talk about a lot, because he wants me to get, like, a gun for my apartment, since mm-hmm. I live by myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I see no... I don't see a reason. I don't see a point in that. Like, A, if I'm getting, like, broken into, like, that's not going to be my first reaction. Like, let me get a gun. Like, that's just not where my brain goes. Um, But he's like, ah, protect yourself. And I'm like, I just don't see it in that same capacity that he does. Yeah. Um, But in his brain, like, that makes sense for him. And Mm -hmm. so it's hard to find that. Yeah, like, how do you tell someone that they're not feeling frightened? Mm -hmm. You can't. But also, yeah. Like in some cases, it's like now you know, yeah, for a fact, <laughs> yeah, that that wasn't going. To they happen. were sitting in a car and with their hands on the steering wheel. And told them to record their license. I don't understand. Like, doesn't make sense. The process there. So it's, I think it's I think it's difficult to find that for mm-hmm. me. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you, Jason, for enlightening us. Sorry for my wisdom, my study or stuttering, and uh, could be like that. Acting out. Our podcasts are a mess. It's <laughs> exactly. We sit bad. here with tea and cookies and talk we about whatever Snyder wants us to talk about. So we, we get off topic a lot. Okay. So they're like twenty minutes long. That's okay. It could be like that. Okay. It's fine. We have theme songs and. Wow. What, what an interview, interview. <laughs> with Jinjin09. Jinjin. <laughs> well, she hates us. It's okay, though. Yeah. Okay, anyways. Well, so, as you know, in uh, AP Gov, we've been talking a lot about uh, court cases lately. Mm-hmm. Just so happens that the Second Amendment has some nice court cases. <laughs> we have two of those court cases here for you guys today. So, the <laughs> first court case we have is District District if I can say it, of Columbia versus Heller. And this court case happened in 2008. And basically it mandated background checks for gun purchases for licensed dealers. Um, So some background on this, uh, District of Columbia law banned handguns and prohibited their registration. If a firearm was already unlawfully, it must be kept unloaded and disassembled or controlled by a trigger lock. The only exceptions were if handguns were at a place of business or being used for recreational activities like, you know, shooting ranges because, you know, they're like watched. (laughs) They're like watched. Anyways, uh, Dick Heller, a special police officer for the District of Columbia, was refused an application to register the handgun he wanted to keep in his home. Heller then filed a lawsuit based on the Second Amendment. He said, you're not going to give it to me. I'll get it my way. Exactly. So, we already know the constitutional principles, Second Amendment, right to bear arms, period, point mm-hmm. blank. So, they took it to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court ruled five to four decision uh, that said the ban on registering handguns and the requirement to keep guns in the home disassembled or non-functional with the trigger lock mechanism violated the Second Amendment. Uh, Justice Antonian, Antonian Scalia, I think that's how you say that. I'm so sorry. His name is a, is a name. It's a name. Um, he delivered this opinion for the majority and the court held that the first clause of the Second Amendment that references a militia is a prof- Preferatory clause that does not limit the operative clause of the amendment. Hmm. Interesting. Well, that is, that is quite interesting. I do think so. I do say so myself. You know, another court case. Mm-hmm. 
that also involves the District of Columbia versus Heller okay. is McDonald versus Chicago. Oh. And, um, <laughs> you know, this is this is a wild case, man. <laughs> like, okay, so several suits were filed against Chicago in uh, this place called Oak Park in Illinois, mm-hmm. Chicago, challenging the gun bans after the Supreme Court issued its opinion in District of Columbia versus Heller. Mm-hmm. So um, there the court reason that the law in question was enacted under the authority of the federal government and so they were like the second amendment was applicable applicable you can't talk but (laughs) you can get it out (laughs) applicable there we go Mm -hmm. so well they were like hey second amendment uh so um here the plaintiffs am i saying that right yes okay (laughs) argued that the second amendment should also apply to the states. Mm-hmm. So the district court dismissed the suits, and on appeal, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Seventh Circuit affirmed. Sorry. So this winded up being a five to four decision as well, and the Supreme Court um, reversed the Seventh Circuit, holding that the Fourteenth Amendment makes the Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms for the purpose of self defense. At applicable to the states i'm so sick applicable there you go <laughs> there you go get it out all right so a lot of these both of these cases and i'm sure a lot of others come down to clauses like the right to bear arms which states under certain circumstances individuals can use force to defend themselves without First, attempting to retreat from danger. Yeah. And like Jensen said, some people abuse that power. Yeah. Like in Trayvon Martin's case, he was shot and he didn't. He was walking away. He was walking away. A. Like, oh. B, he didn't have any sort of weapon on him. He had Skittles. <laughs> he literally was coming from the, the convenience store, the gas station. He just you wanted to it. be home. Exactly. And it's. It's cases like that that kind of make you hesitate on whether or not the right to bear arms is should be a thing. I think that's where most people, like, separate from because a lot of people are like, hey, give us, like... Give us our freedoms, but at the same time, People like, are like, but then things like this happen. Exactly. So people don't really know where the fine line is. Because, again, like Jensen said, you can't really tell people... Mm-hmm what they felt and what they didn't feel yeah i agree so i think that's just really rough but this is it's just hard it's it's a there's a lot of gray area mm -hmm. if you Mm -hmm. well on to our second special guest miss amy Ryder. amy Ryder. english a writer Uh, anyways okay Alrighty, so today we have Miss Ryder with us, and we're gonna ask her some questions about the Second Amendment. Woohoo! <laughs> okay, so our first question: Do you think background checks for people wanting to buy weapons should be expanded to gun shows and internet sales? And should those background checks contain a mental health check? I would not be opposed to expanding things to um, internet and gun shows and things like that. Um, And I definitely would not be opposed to 
Including a mental health check. Okay, okay. Uh, so, when it comes to our Second Amendment and gun control, where do you put yourself on the political spectrum? Which would be extremely conservative, liberal, or somewhere in the middle? I'm probably somewhere in the middle. Um, I think that we should be allowed to have that right to bear arms. Um, At the same time, I think that we need to monitor that Mm -hmm. because of events that have happened in our past. Um, I personally don't have a gun and don't want one because I would probably shoot myself in the foot. (laughs) But I understand um, the importance of being able to protect yourself in a situation. Alrighty. Okay, so um, back to the first question when we said that we should expand that a little mm-hmm. more. Uh, what level of restrictions do you think are necessary when purchasing and carrying weapons? Like, are there any certain weapons you should think should be restricted or banned? I definitely am not a real big fan of allowing just anyone to carry um, uh, kind of those more heavy artillery weapons. Right. Um, I don't want to say semi-automatic because I don't know enough about guns. <laughs> to to necessarily know what I'm talking about when I say that, but um, I know there are certain guns that um, I think in the past have been restricted and, and banned. Um, I think probably, you know, for, for hunting purposes, certain shotguns and rifles should be allowed, of course. And then um, I personally feel that a handgun is more, um, would be more appropriate. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Like, let's not just hand them out willy-nilly. You know? Yeah, okay. exactly. Exactly. Alrighty. And uh, do you know what stand your ground is? Like I said, probably middle of the road. Okay. Probably somewhat moderate. I don't Alrighty. know. Alrighty. So, I don't know for sure. We have a stand your ground law. Yeah. Oh, oh. Okay. Yes. Which says that if... Um, oh, is that the right to defend yourself? If you feel threatened. If you feel threatened. Like, um, if you feel threatened on the street, you can defend yourself. That is such a gray area. Oh, goodness. I really don't know. That is such a gray area. I definitely think you should have the right to defend yourself on your property. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and do what you need to do that way. As far as on the street, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I definitely think you should have that right in your workplace. Yeah. Um, you know, like I know what happened in Texas a few weeks ago in the church when there were people there who were caring and defended their congregation members. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not opposed to something like that, but I don't know about just, you know, out on the sidewalk. I don't know. Yeah, because the law, can like, get very, you can, like, yeah. use force to defend yourself, like, I without think, retreat. I think know? there are ways to defend yourself, maybe, that may not require a firearm. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a hard law to enforce right. or allow, simply because it's so subjective on what feeling threatened is. Yeah, I agree. Like... Because, are were you threatened? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, there are you know? so many, and there, there, I'm almost surprised we have that law because there yeah. are so many laws that don't pass mm-hmm. legislature for the simple fact of the subjectivity of them. 
And I think that's one of them that it's so very subjective. What you may feel Mm -hmm. is threatened in this time when we are becoming an overly sensitive nation to everything. Right. You know, now if, you know, somebody was robbing me, mugging me, and I needed to defend myself, that I could understand. Yeah. But, you know. There's a lot of gray area. There's a lot of gray area with that. I a lot of gray area. I didn't that. know Indiana was a stand your ground state. I didn't know we were either. I thought it was interesting. But that is interesting. Well, that's all our questions. Oh, so well, thank you. Thank you so much for being part of the Snickerdoodle Snyder podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you are welcome. All righty. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. What another performance. What a scholar. <laughs> what a scholar. <laughs> well, before we close out, we just I just want to ask Jane a question, a real quick question. So through the argument of gun control, especially nowadays, because um mass shootings and school shootings, it's all it's all bad. It's all mm-hmm. really bad. Um, a lot of people ask the question like, what has worked to reduce gun violence and what? Do you feel this? This is a really hard question, I think. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a, a lot, again, a lot of gray area. Uh-huh. Like a writer said, <laughs> a lot of gray area. But uh, crime rates can decline for a wide range of reasons, mm-hmm. not just because we control mm-hmm. our weapons that we're allowed mm-hmm. to carry or have restrictions. So, like... Violent crime rates declined sharply all across the country in the mid-1990s, regardless of whether a gun, like, whether a given area had tightened its gun laws, right? Mm -hmm. So based on, like, statistics, any attempt to reducing gun violence in 1995 would have appeared successful by 1998 because there was a downfall in Mm -hmm. criminal activity either way, Mm -hmm. no matter where... um, tightening of gun laws mm-hmm. happened. So um, then there's the problem of comparing different states or cities. So uh, the circumstances differ. And yeah. like basically what Jane was trying to say is whatever works in Indy, like Isn't in Indianapolis work won't in work like- in like Columbus, Ohio or Houston, Texas, or so you can try to reduce the problem but- in those ways, but they don't, really seem to work and that sucks i kind of yeah like like our gun laws like indiana's a stand your ground state Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. but like having a certain set of restricted gun laws here isn't gonna help with the crime in like california Mm -hmm. so and trying to have the same amount of restrictions everywhere might necessarily not work mm-hmm. because everywhere is different. Yeah, which is kind of what makes America America because we're very diverse and we have a You're lot right. of differing places. So I don't know if we can certainly set one strict. Of course we can try, but it won't work everywhere. I don't think so, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's been a podcast. It's, you know, it's been a interesting podcast. We, we trucked through it, but. That was our last piece of information we had for us today. Thank you guys for listening. Comment down below. Comment down, <laughs> down below if you anyway, have an opinion. Get... 
anyway. Just kidding. You might disagree with us, but we don't really care. Period. Anyways, <laughs> thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys in the next one. See ya.